Hey, Stuart, how are you doing? Well, it's a few days into the Rebellion Festival, and uh, I do remember the first time I came to this festival, our friend James said to me, by the Sunday, you're going to be on your knees. And I thought, nah, I'll be fine. So yeah. I'm here on my knees as it's uh, <laughs> Sunday because it's very tiring. Um, we, well, uh, I've, got to, I've got to say, for all our listeners out there, I'm still in bed. Yeah, I can uh, I can vouch for that. Not with me, uh, but no. yeah, but he, he is. He, it's a slow one today. I mean, we we saw quite a lot last night, and uh, it was a little bit late by the time we got back to where we're staying. And um, yeah, feeling tired today. But uh, well, no, we we entered. We ventured into the. We managed to get to the Rose and Crown as we discussed yesterday, which was uh, punk rock disco till about four in the morning, I believe. It was it was uh, it was entertaining. I mean, I, I do remember us all singing along to the Clash uh, at some yeah. stage. And we bumped into we, we we bumped into Sid and Maria again, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Are, yeah, we did. Just our lucky charms, and uh, yeah, up having a great night with them and uh, and a bunch of guys um, who were massive Clash fans. And uh, yeah, it was a good laugh. It was it was really good. But uh, yeah, after we struggled through yesterday's pod, we ventured in. And uh, I, I, there was a couple of things that we mentioned yesterday that I wanted to go and see, and one of them was uh, my cookery book, <laughs> my cookery, Helen my, my cookery book. Yeah, so easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ne- nearly didn't get it out there. Yeah. Helen my cookery book, who was in the uh, writing band, the chefs, was doing the. Uh, I, I think that's the first time, sure, we've ever ventured up. To the almost acoustic stage, it was lovely, and uh, which was lovely, which yeah. is a great place to hang out if you just fancy a bit of a chill and fancy a bit away from the the um, chaos that is sometimes down in the Empress Ballroom or the Casbah or the uh, Pavilion, you know. So I, I actually really enjoyed it, and I thought her songwriting was great. Her songwriting was beautiful. Beautiful yeah, songs. I mean, uh, and it was really nice to hear sort of some of her comments about being in the chefs when she was nineteen, and uh, and there was a couple of songs that she played that were back from those days. I mean, and there was a really nice song that she finished on called "Beach Walk," which I loved her little preamble when she said, "I wrote this song about how beautiful it is to walk along the beach," which seems ironic now because these days they're covered in toilet paper and shit. Which yeah, <laughs> it was really <laughs> funny, and, and uh, it was a lovely song, and she's absolutely right, of course, you know. And it was also good to see some uh, celebrity guests in the audience. Uh, Charlie Harper stayed and watched all of my cookery book, which was yeah, great. So. Yeah, he did. And Vic uh, Ruggiero from uh, The Slackers was, yeah, yeah. was there as well. And uh, there was a few other faces. And uh, nice to see Charlie. I mean, he was clearly having a nice time. Um, he was, yeah. So that they was, may actually, it was they, they may actually they, they may They may actually know each other, actually. Because I think Charlie lives in Brighton, and so does she. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Yeah, probably do. Yeah. And uh, Charlie's just everyone's friend, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. And then there was a slight sort of change of pace after that. We um, we went along to um, the Opera House, uh, amazing venue, I like it in there, and we watched a bit of Ghost Dance. You, oh, you... but prior, prior to Ghost Dance, we walked in and they were playing one of the finest records of all time. 
priority ghost stands going on, which was garbage man by the cramps. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did have a we did turn to each other, didn't we? And went, God, how great is this record? It's sounded brilliant. Exactly. In the room. Yeah. It's um just total junk rock punk, isn't it? It's just Oh, we loved we loved it. We loved it. Yeah. So I was the one that dragged you to ghost stance because you were you were a bit reticent of going, but I was uh trying to sort of bury some goth demons. And then we decided we were going to form a band. Yeah, we were. We, we, go- we started talking about if what we what we would call our band when we were standing at the queue for the bar in the acoustic room and we heard some other people having a conversation about band names. Yeah. To me, we, what, would we, what would we do if we had a band? And by the time we'd seen Ghost Dance, you'd come we were- up with the, the Goths. The Goths. G O double F S, the Goths. <laughs> well, right. Our band. That, I mean, that's the that's the kind of place we've got to in our minds after this many days at, at the Rebellion Festival. <laughs> Starting but, a band called the Goths. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, you know me, and you know I've gone on a bit about goth and all that, and I desperately wanted to see Ghost Dance, and was desperately disappointed by them. They were just awful. Oh, what was know. I thinking back in the day? Oh, no, the no, skeletal no. family and ghost dance. You didn't hail too much hairspray. That's the problem. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. They were just god awful. Yeah. I think we lasted um, two songs. I think we lasted two songs, and then we left. In fairness to them, I thought the sound was really bad for them. They, they, the first yeah, yeah. Albums, they just had real, real crappy sound problems. But it's just not my cup of tea. And fair play, yeah. getting up there and doing it, I suppose. But it's, it's just not my. My uh, genre, so there's uh, much, there, there's much, there's much more exciting stuff out there other than yeah. ghost dance. Well, we and uh, we, uh, well, actually, it's quite interesting after that, wasn't it? Because we, um, we went to the bar, didn't we? And uh, we were sitting in there, and uh, like, like you do, like you do, not <laughs> like us at all. We, you know, we no, no. tradition, and we went to the bar, and we bumped into Greg from the Outcasts. Oh, it was amazing, amazing meeting him. And we, we we retold the story that we said in yesterday's podcast about yeah. his his time in air. And, um, yeah, he was a really nice guy. What really nice, nice guy. Yeah, really nice. And so I think, I th- brilliant. I think, he, I think he'd had a few sherbets. He had had a few sherbets. And um, yeah, yeah. We, were, we, were, we were partaking in the sherbet ourselves. Oh, so we were, we definitely were. Yeah, not that kind of sherbet. It was just some, no, no. some drinks. But, um but it was uh, he was lovely and okay. really really friendly and came over to talk to us a couple of times and yeah yeah we we have mentioned about him being on the podcast but obviously that that'll take a little bit of sorting out but I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we'll try I mean he was just really nice and uh, and uh, and people were coming up to him weren't they and saying what a brilliant show he'd done yeah yeah and and he had they they were brilliant and uh, and he was just really humble he was just really appreciative of the of the thanks and the praise and stuff. It was almost, it was almost like he was a bit embarrassed by it. I mean, I, what a nice guy, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, some of his sort of friends and family around him and they were having a whale of a time. It was, it was really nice to see real, real great shout out to Greg from the outcast there. Cause he's, he's a, he's a great band and a, a really nice guy. And then, uh, yeah, can, can, can I just give a shout out to someone? Sure. I've got to see. The sherbets that are on offer at Rebellion are not the best. Well, I think they're a bit trapped by what the Winter Garden bars sort of have on their 
I don't know. I don't know if I can drink any more Carling shirt. Well, just 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 for just for balance, there, there are other lagers out there. <laughs> I, I was going to say that just for balance, there are other lagers out there. Yeah. And um, but anyway, as you can probably tell, we're a wee bit tired today. And uh, but after ghost dance and getting over that and the outcasts, we went to see Zounds. We did go and see Zounds, and 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 you sort of dragged me along to. Ghost Dance, and I sort of gra- dragged you along to Zounds, who, who are fronted yeah, by yeah. Steve Lake, who obviously Zounds were part of the anarcho-punk scene, and very sort of powerful voice in the sort of squatter scene and stuff, and you know spoke a lot about that. And uh, I actually thought they were pretty good. They played sort of some some of their. They opened with this land, and you know they obviously they had that Curse of the Zounds album, which was which is a bit of a sort of classic. And then they did the Can't Cheat Karma single on Crass, and they did play a lot of that demystification. They played, and they did do uh, they did do War and Subvert from the single, and uh, and Can't Cheat Karma. They sort of like folky punk. Zounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um... But yeah, I, it was when you, it, when it you was sang okay. that song "War." I think you'd gone. I think you'd you'd, you'd run off on an errand or something when they yeah played, yeah and they and they played this song "War" and and it lists a war in Afghanistan. I mean, this song was written forty years ago. War in no, Afghanistan, no. war in here, and war there. And and I thought you could have written this song last week. You know, it it yeah. it was really relevant. Anyway, Steve Lake. Nice well, but but, but that gives that that gives an opportunity to open up a conversation there. Yeah. And all the anarcho-punk bands that you go and see and that we go and see, what's really changed, sure? Well, I just think that, you know, the message and the thing, the sentiment that these bands were singing about and talking about back then, I mean, we talked a lot about Crass and, you know, we're going to yeah, see yeah. conflict tonight and we, we'll come on to talk about our concert filter a little bit later, but... You know, I mean, these issues are still... They're more relevant than ever. And I think the price... Oh, God, I... But just the apathy and, you know, how they... How sort of those bands, you know, really rallied people and gave people something to, you know, to to aim at. And I mean, they changed my life. I mean, I wouldn't have my outlook on life the way I do without mm. a lot of those bands. And I'm forever grateful for that. But I, I just think that it's really depressing in a way that I say that. But then those bands have influenced a lot of new bands. I mean, we talked about Noah mm. and the Loners yesterday, and and then and the Mefs, and you know, there's a number bad, of bad breeding. Yeah. Bad breeding, particularly, yeah. I mean, benefits, you know, in Merrill Street, yeah. To see, that's the legacy of the anarcho punk scene. I think it's sort of passed on, sort of protest music. So, although I get, yeah, I, 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 I'm a bit nostalgic. It, I do get excited. Yeah. When, I was so excited when I saw Noah and the Loners. I thought, yeah, you know, they've really picked up the baton. This is exactly what we need to be seeing, and. I know they've got their own issues that they're talking about, um, you know, trans rights and, and, and LGBTQ ish, uh, politics, which is great. You know, but bands like them and Witch Fever and, and you know, a number of other bands, Pink Suits and stuff, good luck to them. I, yeah. I, that's, that's, where the, that's where the future is. You know. I agree. I agree. And it's still great to see activists like Greenpeace still properly active against... You know, we saw that uh, thing yesterday, the front page of the Daily Mail. Ugh. Well, the Daily Mail can just fuck off. I mean, the da- do people realise that the Daily Mail is owned by a non-tax-paying Russian? Yeah. You know, having an opinion about being all moral about someone invading someone's lawn 
about an issue which is about the destruction of the entire planet and how out of whack is the narrative i mean and then you talk about how relevant are the anarcho punk bands i mean there you go you know yeah. they are relevant because these issues these, these issues are literally going to cost the earth you know and yeah people just are too busy staring at their phones watching made in chelsea and you know and lapping up the marketing and and i mean that's a very big generalization i know and i'm you know i don't want to patronize or be rude about people but there was a lot more politicization it seems you know a few decades ago and now there's just a lot of apathy and i just think it's i know i know it's really sad yeah really sad when we have a crook who runs our country i mean who goes and who goes and does a massive deal for his wife's company with Shell and BP, which is worth millions to him. Millions, mate. One point five billion. Yeah, and, and then and then he changes the policy and goes and does oil deals. I mean, what is go- oh, anyway? This podcast and send down a rabbit hole of, <laughs> of it is uh, it, it is but dystopian rabbit hole. Yeah, and he put a seventy five percent tax surcharge on Scottish whiskey. Well, I mean. Now, now this is just getting ridiculous. I mean, yeah, yeah no, it, it is. <laughs> These are the issues that matter. Um, oh, totally. anyway, anyway, where do back we get to music. the bands? Yeah, back to the bands. Sorry about that bit of politics. I feel like Ben Elton. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what did we do after that? We went to Seasounds, and then, um, and then did we, we, oh, I know what we did. We went and met. We met a couple of people from Germany. Do you remember that? Um, Oh yeah, yeah, cakes, 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 uh, C A K S, cakes. Who who comes from Dortmund and Prenger, who lives near um, Munster, I think, uh, from memory. Yeah, I mean, this is the other thing about rebellion. On a positive note, people are just so friendly. You know, I I even saw some skinheads dancing to New Model Army. I mean, you know, that that was an interesting (laughs) sight. But um, but we'll come on. we'll, We'll come on to New Model Army. Yeah, Later. we'll get on to that in a bit. But um, I st- we sat down at a table, and uh, I think, strangely, we were, we were in a bar, and um, we got talking to these two people from Germany who were telling us about how much they didn't like the Totenhosen, and, and <laughs> they were just a sort of football pop band. And it was a really interesting conversation, wasn't it, about these people who'd come over from Dortmund to see the Totenhosen in these the Totenhosen football shirts, who we saw a few of, didn't we? Because we, we, we did, yeah, yeah. Our, we caught a couple of the Totenhosen songs because we were waiting for another band. But um, I think I uh, I uh, gave the analogy on that the Totenhosen to punk rock are like Scooter to dance music. Yeah, that's a pretty good... Right. And uh, they're a bit novelty, they're a bit jokey, Half their set when we saw them, and we're not going to talk a lot about them, but when we did go and see the Totenhosen, half the set was cover versions. Yeah. Yeah, they did a Stooges cover, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. They did a a couple of covers, but I'm not going to give them your time because they're they're rubbish. Yeah, we don't like them. Anyway, we do like like Pranger and Alex, who were really lovely, and um, we took photos of our shirt, uh, Dead Snot Punk shirts, and yeah, just really nice people, and I've just met sitting at tables so many really nice people. And there was that guy you met; it was from Scotland in the new model army shirt. Just after, yeah, that. yeah, what a nice guy, you know. And um, whose whose mate was the biggest killing joke fan in the world? Yeah, who comes from who comes from Presswick? I it. think his name's James Scott or something. He was telling us about you know, which That's is uh, yeah. which ties in a lot with what we do. But 
Let's leave it at that. Joke, weren't we? We thought, well, yeah. I mean, this is the 27th year or something of Rebellion, and I think Killing Joke have played it a couple of times. That would be a good band to have on. I think they're probably good. Definitely. I've seen, seen a lot of Killing Joke t shirts up yeah, here. If you listen but to you have, on uh, that, on, on that, thanks, Cakes, for uh, explaining to me and how to say the name Einstelzender Neumorten. Yeah. <laughs> Again, easy for you to say. Um, yeah, we, so we, it, it was. We had some lessons in German pronunciation, didn't we? Over over a pint with uh, with them, yeah. they were lovely people. And again, you know, just just reiterating. I mean, it does really feel like a big family, and uh, you can sit down and talk to anybody. Everyone's super friendly. I mean, it's just a, oh, it's just a lot. And just just so you know, Einstelzende Neubauten means collapsing buildings. It's collapsing new buildings. Collapsing new buildings. There yeah. you go. Just to be pedantic, but but, but we were but we were about it. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were talking a lot about German industrial and punk and techno and yeah, you know. Yeah, we talked about um the, that old Berlin Kreuzberg punk band Jingo de Lunch. I like them. I yeah, yeah. Them a few times they're a good, bloody good band. Jingo de Lunch. It was a good chat. German German punk music. There's 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 a there's a seed there for something for us to cover in a in future episodes. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. So then they went off to see Bad Manners. They did, and we didn't. No, we didn't. We went to see. We went to see the Ruts. We did. We went to see Ruts DC, which is possibly the fullest venue I've seen. Yes, it was... all three floors of the, the opera. opera. Yeah, the opera house were full for Ruts DC. It was just uh, absolutely rammed. I mean, you went out for a slash later on in the set and yeah. struggled to get back in. Um, exactly, exactly. But I've got to say. The sound was amazing. The songs were amazing for a three-piece. And I always look at, you know, I don't want to get too technical about it, but the sound they make for a three-piece band was unbelievable. Well, they Lee, really... F- Lee's guitar, I mean, Lee, I mean, I know you 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 listen to the pod, so, mate, you were brilliant. And uh, the guitar sounds just... I thought it was unbelievable. Really interesting, wasn't it, when they did the, uh, about three songs in, Segs and Lee swapped instruments and uh, yeah, 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 and just it was. I mean, they're just great players. So they started off with a bit of a reg- heavy reggae intro, and which obviously really sets a stall out for the Ruts, who were a big. Sort well, of- it was it was a reggae version of "Love Will Tear Us Apart." That's right. Yeah. So I think it's on that but, Don Let's uh, album. Yeah, it is definitely on that Don Let's. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, and then they made a really lovely tribute to Sinead O'Connor, which 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 well, I thought was really nice of them. Um, that's the first time I've heard a tribute to Sinead O'Connor uh, at the. Oh, actually, uh, I think Pete Perrett might have said something as well, but it's mm. difficult to tell because he mumbles. Um, so uh, so they did that. I mean, and then they played some of the some of their sort of later songs, um, and. Uh, they did shine on me, and they did uh, you know jar warp oh, staring at the rude boys I had goosebumps you know just oh yeah, absolutely brilliant uh, and then you know mind control and a few of their newer songs, but they were great i mean I mean they're up there aren't they really uh, from the bands that we've seen who were great well as we as we said yesterday the, the untimely death of Malcolm Owen that band could have been as big as the clash easily. I mean, they were set for great things. I mean, that just makes the death of Malcolm Owen so much more sad, really. I mean, it was sad anyway. Yeah, I know. You know, and I know when we did the interview with, with Lee, he talked a bit about, you know, 
the fact that he, Malcolm had all those substance issues and he was, yeah. he was out of the band and then he got brought back in the band and went out for a bit of a, a night celebration and that was, and that killed him, you know, and uh, uh, what a, what an absolute waste, brilliant band, brilliant songs, just, just, just fantastic. It was a really, it was, it was really good. And, uh, and packed him. In. Think, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was packed and really good, but it now leads me nicely on to my band of the weekend so far. And it. unfortunately, uh, the horrible H word has yeah. to be mentioned again, yeah. right? Um, Malcolm Owen sadly died of a heroin overdose in the bath. Peter Perrett, from the only ones, is still alive, but looks barely alive. I have never seen anybody so thin at that age. Yeah, he looked frail. Yeah, he looked really frail. But one of the most definitive voices that punk rock produced, and I've got, you're going to have to give me a minute here on Peter Perrett and the only ones, right? I actually thought, partly because his voice is so distinctive, you know on only one's record, the minute it comes on, right? Yes, they've taken massive influences from the Velvet Underground and Lou Reed, and you can hear that in the uh, the structure of the songs. But Peter Perrett's voice is just genius, right? It just works with that whole sort of sound. And there's a lot of bands that have come after the only ones, yeah, who will pay a massive homage to Peter Perrett and his songwriting because I could hear. The Jesus and Mary chain in there. I could hear Primal Scream in there. I could hear loads of, Random you know, sort Geritty of... column. Geritty yeah. column, Vinnie Riley. Big shout yeah. out to Vinnie as well. Yeah. Big, big shout out to Vinnie Riley. Absolutely one of our most treasured songwriters of all time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously everybody was waiting for that one song. Yeah. But the other songs they did were just unbelievable. Unbelievably structured. So, and his son's in the band. His son's the uh, the second guitarist now. Yeah, who who looks exactly like him. But you know, Peter Perrett, massive shout out to you. Great gig, best show of the weekend for me. I I agree. I, I wouldn't argue with any of that. And, and and I must admit, you know, another girl, another planet is one of my favourite songs of all time. It's definitely in my top three. And and I was waiting for that because it's just such a classic. Yeah. Song. But the other songs were great and. I stood there kind of enthralled and, and 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 you're right you know it was a bit of a break from sort of the more traditional punk and and stuff and I, I really enjoyed it I'm really glad we made the effort to watch that whole set um thoroughly enjoyable it was a it was definitely um and you know they don't play a lot do they they don't no they they, they definitely do not and I mean you know yeah I, I, I just you know I, I, I was Songs like The Whole of the Law and uh, Why Don't You Kill Yourself, just amazing. Yeah. Amazing songs. So, yeah, big, massive shout-out to Peter Perrett. So, um, so that sort of takes us into sort of, you know, the, the later hours of the of the evening. And um, Well, it's getting a bit... It's getting a bit... Um, sketchy. <laughs> it's, getting a, it's getting a bit fluid by this point, isn't it? It's getting a bit fluid. Not yeah. fluent, fluid. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, we watched the whole of the only ones and then we uh we saw New Model Army, but we went to see somebody between the only ones and New Model Army. 
We went to see Icons of Filth. That's right. You had to meet Richard. I went to meet Richard, who's a who's a friend of a really really good friend of mine and Ewan's, and uh, our friend Nick. Who I'm shouting out to Nick as well, by the way. Who's uh, yeah, who lives in Holland and he's coming over to visit some friends in in the UK in the next few days. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I've known him a really long time, and you know he he were, he used to be a promoter in Leeds and put on tons of punk bands at the Duchess of York, and then. Uh, worked with Rocket from the Crypt and Alabama 3 and a, and a load of other really good bands and uh, is a very, very dear friend and needed to get a message to Richard and uh, we, we popped along to see him and we watched Icons of Filth, who were great and we go back to the conversation, you know, and we talked to Richard afterwards and what a really nice guy and he, he's, he's, we mentioned the podcast and, you know, I'd quite like to have them on and to talk about the Icons of Filth story because there's quite a lot happened, you know, there was they've had their ups and downs. But, yeah, um, yeah very influential band you know the back of the backdrop was the cover from um the artwork from onward christian soldiers which is a seminal arco punk record and they did men- mentally murdered and a load of a load of classics and i just uh they were good and it's not an original singer because because he died but they, they were still really good and, and richard was really nice so i enjoyed icons of filth um yeah hopefully we'll we'll meet up with richard in another time and then we went to see new model army we did yeah and uh, I'm just trying to work out what I kind of thought because it was a big show, wasn't it? I mean, they they obviously had crew and lighting people, and you know, it was obviously they yeah they'd, they'd, they'd spent a, and they'd spent a they, bit of they, money they'd, and, they'd spent a bit of money on the production. Yeah, so they did. I wasn't. I wasn't convinced. No, I, I mean, I mean, it wasn't full either, was it? No, it wasn't. No. Not at all. You know, you think about when we went to watch the UK subs on the first night. I mean, you could barely move. We, we, we couldn't move from where we were standing. No, I know. I know. And in, in the New Model Army gig, I mean, people just walked. There was lots of space at the back. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm The jury's out for me. I see their relevance in it all. And, you know, and there's a lot of fans. But they, but, but, but they were angry. They were angry. But uh, angry in a different way to the anarcho-punksy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not writing them off. You know, I get it. No, no. Uh, I'm ju- it's just, it's just a bit soft. Um, I mean, I, you know, I suppose they were sort of forerunners of the Levellers, and I like the Levellers, and they're nice, really yeah. nice people, and and fair play to them, and I love what they stand for and how they do things, you know. And but, uh, but yeah, the- and, there was, and there was that other girl that used to hang around with them as well, Jules. No, that's right. Yeah, Jules. She yeah. was part of New Model Army or yeah. or that sort of crowd. Yeah, but. Uh, to be honest, sure, it was like a year in music, and then we'd all moved on to something else. Yeah, I mean, they did do quite a few albums, didn't they? And they had a very loyal fan base and stuff. It just wasn't. It just doesn't connect with me as much as some of the other stuff. I mean, I'm b- banging on about icons of filth. Yeah, they yeah. Played anywhere near the size of venues that New Model Army did, or sold anywhere near the amount of records that New Model Army did, or but they just meant more to me and you know it's it's this is our podcast so we're talking about things that mean stuff to us so exactly if you, if you think differently feel free to start a new model army podcast um good luck to you anyway so after yeah. that we i've got a sh- i've got a show Go i met uh i met one of the people from a band again i'd never heard of but we never actually got to see them the screaming dead yes you did no i th- i think they were uh I'm going to I'm going to take a stab in the dark here 
that they are a cross between alien sex fiend and the specimen, and very much in that sort of uh, gothic Rocky Horror picture show type <laughs> band. But uh, shout out to the guy who stopped me in my Dead's Not Punk t-shirt and went, you need to come and see our band. So shout out to the Screaming Dead. So that's just before we go into the, the final bit here. And a shout out to... The guy who came up to us, do you remember this? He came up to us in the bar and he said, can I borrow your programme? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I says, why do you want my programme? He says, I've got to find what out, what stage I'm on and what time I'm on. He was, so a bit, a big shout out to the guy from The Chisel. Yeah, yeah mate, <laughs> were, I hope you made it to your gig. Nice guy. you made it to your gig at <laughs> five to six on the yeah. Club Casbah stage. You know, I hope you, yeah. I hope you made it. The guys yeah. with the chisel. Yeah, yeah, nice one. We there was a couple of other things worth mentioning as well. We after we watched New Model Army, we we watched a bit of um, De Totenhosen, didn't we? But we also watched a bit of the Rosillos. Oh, well, I was, I was just coming to that. Oh, I've set you up there, mate. You 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 you, 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 you set me up. You set them up, and I'll put them in the net. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, I saw the Rosillos last year at Rebellion, and I was severely disappointed. And I thought it was because maybe they passed a sell-by date and it was, you know, time to move on. And I I, only, I didn't watch the whole set last year. I walked away half halfway through the set. Well, this year, I think it was to do with the stage they were on last year because this year they were on the big stage in the Opera House. And wow, did they fill that. And wow, they did do a set that blew my head away it almost reminded me of seeing the Rosillos with the undertones back in the day. Glasgow Apollo, 1978, I think it was. Right. And uh, Eugene and Faith Fife were just brilliant. They were amazing last night. So a massive, massive shout out to the Rosillos. Yeah, I mean, they're, all, keep, they're, keep. They're, they're entertainers, aren't they? I mean, he, he, he puts so much into it. She does as well, but they put so mm. much into it. And... Uh, here he is on his saxophone and, and on his guitar and just lives it, you know. Good band. They've got, they've got great songs. They've got pop yeah. sensibility. I mean, they did do Top of the Pops. They did you know, only do Top of the Pops. <laughs> exactly. So, and, uh, you know, Flying Saucer Attack was one of the best tracks they played last night. Flying really? Saucer Attack that, is just a great... Does that band, great. Flying Saucer Attack, do you think they took their name from the Rosillo's... There's that band who were on Domino Records called Flying Saucer Attack, and I'll just I'll just wonder whether they were big Rosillos. If anybody knows out there in 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 listeners, in listener land, which which I'm going to touch on, because as we were before we came on to do the pod today, we did some uh, stats on how many listeners we've got, and uh, to have over three thousand listeners, sure, is an amazing feat in yeah. 19 podcasts, right? And uh, so I've, I've got to thank you all for uh, for something that was thought up uh, on a drunken night out at Rebellion last year. And we came up with this and we started it in November. We've had our issues, we've had our challenges, our Instagram and our Twitter, our X as it's called now, both got hacked and we've, start, we've, we've had to start that again. And we started it again and uh, we had sound problems at the start. But... Three thousand listeners. I'm over the moon. Yeah, I mean it's it's really great, and I and I agree with you. And 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 also just quickly to get this in, 
bit another shout out to BSI Merch for helping us get to the three thousand listeners. You know, yeah, I, I am going to have to mention them every episode because they are being really supportive of us. So, BSI Merch, thank you again, Andy and the team for helping us. Um, and if you're a band and you need merchandise, please do check out BSI Merch. You can find them online. They're you know very ethical and um, really nice people, and um, they're not on the they're not on the right side of dodgy. They're they're very honourable. So BSI Merch, thank you again. So um And on that sorry, sorry, on that we had a bit of a fallout last night over a band. Yeah. Right. So um we went to see Talkie Horror who headlined Claus Tom Casba. they were on after the Totenhosen. Yeah. Talkie Horror are on um Alcopop Records, which I've got to give a shout out for a label here. A label the label Alcopop is one of the best independent labels in the UK for promoting and marketing new bands. They've got some great artists with some great names on there, like Cagoul, Harry and the Canes, the excellent Helen Love from Wales, right? And uh, Heavy Lungs, Heavy, Heavy Lungs, Lungs, who I've yeah, yeah who I've seen uh, yeah. who I've seen play with Idols a few times, and. Uh, Talkie Horror, who've just remixed Death of the Landlord, uh, the Metal Streak song, which is what attracted us to go along last night. Mm. You weren't a fan. Well, I mean, I, I, when we were talking about it, I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'm not, you know, I'm not closed off to things, but, you know, they are a mix of sort of loud, reg, regular guitars and stuff, and then a kind of gabber drum and bass, really high BPM drum and bass beat. And then the two front singers, you know, are, you know, I'm being kind of being very careful how I sort of talk about this. And I just, they just felt a little bit Zig Zig Spooknik to me. It was just a little bit bit gimmicky. And and there was at one point, no one was playing anything. It was just the, the, the backing track and they were all just jumping around. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm up for that. Do you know what though? Yeah, I remember you and I saw Atari Teenage Riot with Alec yeah, and yeah. quite a lot of times, you know, back in the day. And uh, we went to quite a lot of Atari Teenage Riot gigs, I seem to remember. And uh, and they've done it, you know, and that sort of that sort of sound has been done by Alec Empire. And I just thought making it into a, the talky horror sort of some, you know, shock type of thing was just a little bit bit obvious it just didn't really connect with me and it was really late in the end of the night talking of really late in the end of the night we are really running out of time and i know you've got a track that you 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 want to finish on um i just want to do i do shout out but shout out to lucy robinson from brighton as well um yeah yeah who, who we want to mention and um and, and honestly we, we're not just gonna this podcast isn't going to end up sort of 35 minutes of shout outs by the way but um it's difficult not to shout out to people in rebellion because we keep meeting so many nice people but um there's that, and then um, then we went to the Rose and Crown, didn't we? And 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 if you do come to the Rebellion, the Rose and Crown is definitely an institution for after the game. Yeah. And, uh, just loads, just so busy in there, and mental, crazy DJs playing loads of classic punk songs, and everyone jumping up and down. Even the skinheads were having a good time, you know. Um, so so good good into the night. But we are going to play out now on. Um, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, all right. Yeah, so hanging. yeah, we are we are gonna play out. We got up this morning and we were gonna take our laptops and our mic and all our podcast stuff 
into the Empress Ballroom and uh, and use the press room, which was being uh, thankfully given to us by James from Division, right? Uh, but we wanted to do a pod before we went in, in case it didn't work when we got there, and then we'd end up not doing a pod today. So I'm glad we've managed to do this and get it over and done with. But we are going to take our laptops in, and we are going to try and do a couple of interviews, and one of them is with the wonderful Pete Bentham mm. that we talked about yesterday, who's actually DJing in the theatre bar today from, uh, I think he's DJing from 4 to 7, so he's already he's started. He's right now, so he's not, he's DJing right right this minute, yeah. Exactly, so uh, we're going to try and, try and catch up with him, but he, over the last week, uh, sent us a track yeah. which is called Dead's Not Punk, and we cannot finish a pod without playing Dead's Not Punk. Yeah, I'm going to play some now and then we'll, we'll do our goodbyes. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Dead's Not Punk. Oh, here we go. Sorry. You got I've, I've just dropped the need. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow, that was amazing. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.